Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire. As Robert Bucciolato and myself have talked about a lot on this podcast, tourism to Florida did not begin with Disney World. It did not begin with the opening of the Magic Kingdom in 1971. We've had tin can tourists. We've had other eras of tourism, beaches, tourist attractions, amusement parks, roadside attractions. The very first tourist attraction was in the state that was had widespread to people outside of Florida was Silver Springs. The Springs drew visitors even before the Civil War, but 1878 is the most important date because 1878 is when Silver Springs opened as a sort of an amusement park uh, type place with gra- glass bottom boats in 1878. Now, Silver Springs are the largest artesian springs in the world. And 1878 marks the date of them becoming the the first commercial tourist attraction in the state of Florida. There were visitors to the springs, as I just mentioned, uh, going back before the Civil War. 1852 would be when visitors started visiting the springs. But glass bottom boats and the tourist attraction was introduced in 1878. Now, the glass bottom boats were the most important uh, aspect, most uh, unique aspect of Silver Springs in terms of attracting tourists. Uh, and it became a great tourist destination for people from the north. Um, and was used once we started having films, even before the talkies, when you had silent films, became a, a, a great place for, uh, for filming Hollywood films. Uh, Robert Bucciolato and I are, gonna, are going to do a podcast in the future about Jacksonville almost becoming a film mecca. And around this time, you had a lot of films filmed at at Silver Springs. Uh, 1916 was the first uh, silent film filmed at Silver Springs. You had a series of Tarzan uh, films filled in the 1930s into the 1950s at Silver Springs, including also one or two of those had some uh, filming at Wakulla Springs in Wakulla County on the Wakulla River south of Tallahassee. And... You had a lot of other sort of attractions attached to Silver Springs. It became very much a amusement park. So 1878, we mentioned, um, you have the, the, the tourist attraction, the first glass bottom boats uh, surrounding the headwaters of the Silver River. And by the way, the Silver River flows from the Oklawaha River to Silver Springs. The Oklawaha River is a tributary of the St. John's River. The St. John, uh, uh, the Silver River is a tributary of the Oklawaha River, which makes it part of the St. John's River system. And as if you, as you probably know, the vast majority of peninsular Florida, that's everything east and east of the Suwannee River and south of the Georgia line is either connected to the St. John's River ecosystem or the Everglades ecosystem. And you have two major aquifers, the Florida Aquifer in north central Florida and the Biscayne Aquifer in south Florida, which are connected to those to those systems as well, to those e- ecosystems. So uh, you have... Um, this tourist attraction that opens up in 1880, just two years after it opened up, the hero of the Civil War, General Ulysses S. Grant, former President Ulysses S. Grant, visited the area 
and you had the whole area eventually turned into kind of an amusement park area to accompany the springs and the glass bottom boat ride. So that includes uh, things like the Jungle Cruise. Uh, there was, of course, a, a, a monkey exhibit. Now there's some wild monkeys in and around the Silver River uh, that are descendants of those monkeys. Uh, you have uh, other um, uh, other other um, uh, there was Ross Allen Island, which uh, uh, became, uh, was known as Cypress Island, Cypress Point Island at various uh, points, Big Gator Lagoon, Panther Prowl, uh, World of Bears, amusement park type exhibits, uh, tiger exhibits, etc. The Silver Springs was when I was growing up the kind of known Florida attraction along with Cypress Gardens that predated Disney World and predated the explosion of amusement parks in Central Florida. Uh, and obviously there had been amusement parks in South Florida. We, we've talked about that on previous podcast episodes that went away over time as, as areas were developed. Uh, so Silver Springs was a very Florida attraction, but it began to struggle. Uh, first off, once the interstate highway system was built, once I-75 was built, Silver Springs was much further from Interstate 75 than it was from U.S. 301, U.S. 27, or U.S. 441, which used to carry travelers through the Ocala area. So that was a, a factor. And eventually there were other issues with the uh with the management of of um silver springs which for a long time was managed by abc the uh the broadcasting company before they were bought by disney obviously uh abc is now owned by disney who obviously owned disney world in in florida but at the time abc was independent this was before they were bought by capital cities in the 1980s capital cities in the 1990s is bought by disney uh my Paying job, by the way, is analyzing media companies and in the media industry. So I know I know a lot about the consolidation and, and handing off of uh, of of these media entities. But ABC actually owned um, Silver Springs for a long period of time, uh, from 1962 into the 1980s, and did a lot to expand the park and promote the park. Now I have to mention Silver Springs was segregated. Uh, not not only not segregated, excuse me, was restricted to only white patrons until 1969. And so the owners of Silver Springs, uh, which in the 1940s were Carl Ray and W.M. Davidson, uh, they were, of course, abiding by local um, local culture, uh, local laws at the time. Uh, but they wanted to attract African-American tourists, including African-Americans who lived in the Ocala uh, area. So they opened a, um, an attraction right next door called Paradise Park, which was for African-American uh, people or, quote, for colored people. I, I suppose that would have included me if I'd come to Florida at the time. Uh, and it became very, very popular. And it was closed in 1969 um, after Silver Springs became integrated. But then much of that became part of a state park. Silver River State Park, because what was going to happen once this area that was previously for for African-Americans uh, was closed and Silver Springs, the park itself, was integrated, then 
you were going to have housing developments and the usual floor, the vicinity of the Silver River and in the vicinity of Silver Springs. The 1980s was an era and the Florida legislature and uh, the governor of Florida at the time was Bob Graham. Very concerned about growth management, very concerned about environmental protection, uh, very concerned about water quality and, and these issues. So the state actually bought the adjoining land in 1985 uh, to pre prevent it from being uh, developed and declared it Silver River State Park, which has a number of interesting trails, uh, one of my favorite places in the state. Actually, the whole Silver Springs area is one of my favorite places in the state. Then in 1993, as Silver Springs, the amusement park, is having some trouble, the state buys it and, and saves it. And uh, in 2013, as I'm sure many of you were aware of, because it was very recently, um, and in fact was a, was a big uh, to-do, the state assumed control, uh, merged the two parks, and... and uh, and shut down the Silver Springs Amusement Park. You still have glass bottom boats uh, in the Silver Springs Amusement Park, but all the other rides and Bear World and all of that stuff is gone. Uh, you have a very, very natural setting restored. Uh, if I recall correctly, the governor and cabinet did this without the legislatures. This one, Rick Scott was the governor, without the legislature being involved. But I know the legislature was very concerned about the Silver River and protecting the Silver River. So uh, irrespective of party control in Florida, this, this uh, issue of Silver Springs and the Silver River has been, uh, there's been a bipartisan consensus to protect the area. So now uh, Silver Springs uh, is, you, you can still pay for a glass bottom boat, which is an add-on uh, like it was at the old amusement park, but it is a state park. And it is like any other state park in the state, state park system. You pay a nominal amount to enter the park and it is mostly made up of wildlife trails and of other uh, of, of of hiking trails, wildlife trails, and boardwalks, etc. And and uh, everything in a very natural setting. Uh, the the last thing I would mention about the park today is that you do still have sort of the segregation of the old Silver River State Park and Silver Springs uh, Amusement Park because they were uh, they they are still separate entrances. So. It's one state park and you pay for one, you get into the other, but um, you do uh, have separate entrances. You get to Silver Springs or what used to be Silver Springs off of State Road 40 and you get to what used to be Silver River State Park off of State Road 35, uh, which is a north-south road uh, through Marion County. State Road 40, of course, goes from um, Ocala to Ormond Beach uh, through the Ocala National Forest. So, uh, But Silver Springs, a very special place, and hey, credit to the state of Florida. They saved it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another Florida History Podcast, which is going to be on another historic site within the Ocala area, uh, Fort King. Uh, and then after that, Robert and I are going to resume our uh, uh, with a new season of the Florida History Podcast and some new topics. Thank you for listening.